Welcome to the Elephant on the Couch, where we're finally addressing what makes us uncomfortable. This is a judgment-free space designed to finally help the elephant in the room get on the couch and start the conversation. So join us. Let's get that elephant on the couch and let's get uncomfortable. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Elephant on the Couch. I am your host, Tanya. And I am your co-host, Dulce. Welcome Ooh, back. I didn't do my little Dulce. Yeah, and but yes. you're just doing it right now. Shut up. <laughs> so annoying. Welcome back, welcome back. We welcome. are finally back to steady weekly dropping. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we're gonna keep going steady. But hey, we said it last time. <laughs> It's the nature of the beast. Life gets in the way sometimes. Right, 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 right. So far, so good. We are wrapping up October by the time this drops. Yeah. I mean, it is literally the last week of Halloween October. Halloween is around the corner. Halloween is my favorite holiday. Is, is it, it a holiday? I, I guess know. it is a holiday. But I love the other Los Muertos, too. I just love, like, the oh, life yeah. cycle. Coco is such a good movie. I cried. Do you know that Disney stole that idea from, like, an actual Mexican director that did an animated one that was Coco? Was it called Coco, too? No, it was, like, a different name, but they stole the idea. I mean, Disney's powerful, so whatever. They can pretty much do whatever they want. Maybe one day they'll copy us. Hey, Disney, what's up? We see you. (laughs) (laughs) We want our money. (laughs) But if you haven't, for whatever reason, seen that movie, Coco... Highly recommended. Yeah, it's so cute. Soup's cute, definitely. Super cute. I'm not Move really big into streets. Halloween. Like, I really don't celebrate. I think back in the day when I was in my university ASU days, we did used to go out Halloween, uh, Mill Avenue in Tempe. Everybody dressed up. But I've never really been big on it. So, I, I don't really care. I love Halloween. It's always been, like, my favorite holiday or my favorite whatever yeah it's a holiday it's a holiday maybe it's because i don't have kids i like the candy no dude like it was before i had kids too it was like my one time during the year where i could be a slut (laughs) openly to the world (laughs) i've heard that one that is the one day out of the year where you can just hoe around and And i always came up with costumes on my own like i always like made them i did that for my sister Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, Halloween. Hi, everybody. Enjoy it. Yeah. And let me say that is my comadre's best friend birthday coming bow, up. Bow, 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 bow. Shout out. My left nut. <laughs> I'm her right one. We compliment each other. Just That's kidding. nice. <laughs> but I, yeah, shout out to you, comadre. I hope you enjoy your birthday. Happy birthday, comadres, dulces, comadre. <laughs> okay. So on. you guys... Enjoy your Halloween. Be safe out there. I don't know what's going to happen with COVID. We'll wing it. Yeah, we'll figure it out, I'm sure. Hopefully, you guys are voting out there. Oh, my God. Today is October 30th by the time this drops. So, it's we're going to be like three days close. away from the official voting day. Ugh. Ooh, I already sent my ballot, though. I am an early voter. Of course, you're responsible. <laughs> we actually. literally took it to the post office. <laughs> That's how paranoid we were. (laughs) No, I don't want to drop it off on the thing at the mailbox. I want to take it and give it to someone and take a picture of them holding it. Um, But we dropped that off early voting. Responsibility. My my civil duties have been met. Well, I'm glad that you took over my vote because I can't vote people. I got you, boo. If you hear that, Dulce over here, Viejita, is making coffee. <laughs> so, I apologize for the really annoying background. <laughs> like, no fuck's given. I'm like, we're recording and I'm going to make me some coffee. Because yeah. I'm over 30 and it's past 9 o'clock, ladies and gents. And so everything else that Friday you identify night. as. This is Friday night. We are both <laughs> sipping on coffee. Not even wine while we record. We're literally drinking coffee. Yeah, we decided that wine is a bad idea because then we have to, like, hella edit. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I, I think this counts as a check-in. I don't even want to ask how you're doing. This little pet yeah, talk yeah, yeah. we got going on is good enough for me. That's good. I, I like that. I'm yeah. there with you. So, let's talk about what the topic is for today. Today, we're going to talk about... I don't even know if we have a a specific title just yet as we're recording. Probably, of course, by the time we drop, we will. But we're talking about, I don't know, 
cycles ending relationships ending how do we move from that transition between maybe being in a long-term relationship i know last week we talked about domestic violence so is it that you're walking away from this type of relationship was it a three-month relationship but you were really invested so it's about that piece of how do you learn to love yourself and find yourself all over again figure out what's going to make you happy and the the so the subject today is around that 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 transition between re falling in love with yourself moving on moving on i like starting cycles yeah and ending cycles starting new cycles you know what i'm trying to say so when coffee over here is not being (laughs) effective (laughs) clearly she was just staring it so It'll kick in eventually. Um, <laughs> it's my second cup. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. But so we want to acknowledge that um, because kind of like what we said in therapy, we are so rushed to get over it and and jump into the next thing or find the next distraction or our support system is big on letting, letting us know that we're going to be okay and you just have to get over it and stuff like that. But ending a relationship you do have to go through that grieving process, right? So when we talk about grief, there's the five stages of grief, which is the denial, bargaining, anger, anger, sadness eventually, and then depression and then the acceptance. End. Yeah, yeah. The end is acceptance. And not to say that those are linear and that's how they happen and it's like a beautiful checklist. They're messy, they're interchangeable. Sometimes you go from anger to acceptance and then when you thought you accepted, you go back into depression and bargaining and denial. So those are all over the place. Yeah, I think stages is like the inaccurate word for it because stages right. usually means like levels. Like steps, literally. They go, all yeah. right, I'm over the denial. I'm moving on to acceptance. I think these are just like phases. Exactly. Like they need just, to they need to change that. Right. <laughs> Elizabeth, <laughs> came up Elizabeth, what's her last name? I can't. Oh, I, I did a presentation, so <laughs> I should know that. <laughs> you should. Um, but it, when we do walk away from relationships or after a breakup, it's important to take the time to feel those feelings. In order to heal, you have to feel. Right. We talked about that in therapy. You have that to feel. That sounds so corny. It's cute. To heal, you have to feel, people. Aww. Aww. We said that in therapy, though. Like, we're so, again, rushed to, like, get over the sadness or those uncomfortable emotions. But sometimes you just have to simmer in that yuckiness and allow yourself to be sad, to be angered, to be, uh, to be angered, to be angry and to grieve the loss of that person and that relationship. And Yeah, I think a big part of it is, too, that we think that we are going to cry it out and then... We're just going to move on. Like, you're going to sit down and deal with these emotions. And then, like, after two months of being depressed, you're going to realize the light at the end of the tunnel and you're going to move on. And the reality of it is, it's like, no, like, you're probably going to have to shit, sit and shit for about, like, three or four times before you actually let it go. Like, there's, especially with however your brain was conditioned, like, you're, you're, you're just going to react to it. Like, if you're an internalizer... You're probably going to continue thinking like, why did it happen? What did I do to cause it? Blah, blah, blah. And then you're going to come up with your answer, move a little bit forward, and then come back again to the mm-hmm. shit and being angry. You know, I, I think when you say like sitting there and simmering in those emotions, it's not a one-time event. <laughs> mm-hmm. It continues to happen. It, especially, I don't know, for me, ending a relationship takes a lot of like, grace and forgiveness like self-grace self-forgiveness mm-hmm. because um there's disappointment there's anger there's resentment there's the why did i put myself in this situation um why didn't i leave earlier why didn't i set boundaries or you know there's a lot of like that talk of i noticed it i saw red flags and i chose not to you know or there's I don't know for me there's a lot of like that beating myself up for it Mm -hmm. like and I know for other people it might be external like oh I'm beating the person up for oh it's their fault you know I should have never given you them a uh uh, an opportunity because I knew they were gonna screw me over and Mm -hmm. um I think like sitting in those emotions as uncomfortable as it is it's part of healing right 
and also with it, that there is that other part where you like you were saying you externalize that and it's a lot of like blaming and trying to find the the why or trying to blame the other person or or put 100 of the responsibility on them or holding on to some sort of hope for closure and sometimes we don't get that sometimes yeah sometimes the person itself or her, himself or herself doesn't even know themselves. what the fuck they want so it's hard to get closure from someone that doesn't even know why they're doing the things that they're doing or yeah i um It, it just this brings me back to our last episode when we were talking about breakups feeling just as painful as like a drug withdrawal or like as much as literal pain like the pain of breaking a foot is like the same area in the brain as in a breakup the right and breakup. so yeah um so i think it's important that like acknowledging that the pain is there like you can't break your leg and be like i'm fine and you continue walking you have to like acknowledge like oh shit something's wrong with my foot mm -hmm. right and i think like when you go through a breakup or when you go through a loss or whatever that might mean to you um you you have to acknowledge the fact that there's something wrong like something happened that this cycle didn't continue right it's that double standard that we talked about in mental health right like when you there is like a physical injury nobody judges you nobody says like oh you have to get over it or you have to you have to be strong <laughs> like nah your your foot is like in two like you you have a whatever dislocation you broke your ankle yet when it's like an emotional injury you do have to get over it and you right. have to be strong right or, or like you know when when i know that i've heard this at work before like oh, they're going through a divorce oh yeah yeah like we have to give them their space you know or they might not do as well as they usually do because they're going through a divorce mm -hmm. but like when they're going through a breakup it's, like, it's a breakup like get over yeah. it yeah but it's the same shit man like you mm -hmm. you invested the same amount of like emotional mm -hmm. vulnerability I mean, if you believe in outside of marriage, sexual intercourse, like you invested that personal body part experience, fluids, vulnerability. <laughs> She went there. <laughs> But, I, you know, there's just because there wasn't a paper there that said that you were yeah. married doesn't mean that you're going through the same pain mm -hmm. as if somebody that was married yeah and even the the age of the relationship too how long it was right like i could be ending a five-year relationship and go through the same amount of pain as someone who's walking away from a three-month relationship yeah. right again there's a lot of like double standard on that and like oh it was just three months like i mean maybe that person just like goes head first like and dives right in and it's vulnerable and puts themselves out there and falls in love in three months right it happens in the bachelor all the time <laughs> the bachelor <laughs> and the bachelor out there people fall in love pretty quickly they're like i'm falling for her what the f are you talking about it's been two weeks but hey i they guess i happened. open and ready it's a thing but this piece of moving on right it's, it's important to understand that that you have to simmer on those emotions you have to acknowledge those emotional injuries letting go of the shame the guilt the self-doubt the that self-talk of like what did i do am i not good enough don't expect that apology right like sometimes you're not gonna get it and be okay with not getting that but this is more about yourself moving on forgiving the other person letting go of that it's for you at the end of the day Right, like you're yeah. not doing it because you're giving him or her grace for cheating on you, but you're doing it because you're no longer allowing that to control you. Yeah, uh, you said you know be okay with them not giving you an apology. Mm -hmm. Not be okay with them not giving you an apology is hard. Mm -hmm. Like you and I've mentioned before, being a survivor of DV, like I was so angry for such a long time because of the amount of emotional pain and trauma that this relationship brought to me and i kept thinking like this is not fair this like is not you, fair you want answers yeah like how is it that all my plates are broken but this person can't put them back together like in coming to a point where i accepted the fact that 
the person was not going to put the plates back together. The person wasn't going to help me heal. Like I had to pick up the broken pieces and I had to just figure them out and put them together. Like that took so much because I didn't get the closure that I wanted. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, like that closure was always this gray area until I was able to work on myself. It's literally, we were talking about emotional injuries. It's like an open wound, mm-hmm. right? Not having those answers, no have, not having that apology, not understanding why this happened or where you failed or how you contribute to this or why they abused you. It's like an open wound that you're just like walking through life with. Yeah. Right? And, and if you, you know, when you let somebody be so vulnerable to you, you start making connections with people that love the person. So now you like see the cousin or see the friend or your friends of a friend. And it's kind of like inevitable for you to continue to put a little bit of lime on the wood on mm-hmm. the wound. I can't imagine like people who go through breakups or divorce or anything like that who have children. And you like right. have the children remind you of that person like at all times. Right. Literally putting salt on the wound. Mm-hmm. With Lines your become, loved ones. Yeah, become so intertwined with their families. And maybe you love their mother, and now you broke up with them. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's yucky. So how do you how do you move from that piece, like you were saying, more so about understanding, coming to peace that you're not going to get that closure, you're not going to get those answers. How do you work on forgiving them and letting go, and also forgiving yourself for quote unquote allowing yourself to stay in these relationships when? there was abuse I think a big part for me was self-acceptance like accepting the fact that this shitty situation happened and that as much as I could have would have should have prevented it it happened and allowing myself to be in that situation wasn't was the best of my ability at the time right Mm -hmm. like hindsight's always 2020 but I had to go through a process of forgiving myself Because I was angry at the relationship, but I was also angry at myself. Like, why did I continue to be in this shitty situation? Mm-hmm. The, the, the answer is because I didn't know better at the time. Mm-hmm. I did the best of what I could with what I had. Yeah. And even in, like, non-abusive relationships, when you are in a relationship, you can't be mad at yourself for wanting better for this person or for loving this person or for having hope that this person was going to become better or they were going to do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. right? Like, you went through the process of falling in love with the person, so there's this, like, expectation that it's going to be whatever it is you expected it to be. And when you break up, it's not. Yeah. It, Period. It, it's it's a hard thing, and, and it's... I think for me, this piece is pretty hard uh, because you have to come to peace with that radical acceptance that you're talking about. Of It is what it is. I tried my best. I gave it 100%. And I can be mad at the other person for not meeting me where I'm at and heading in the same direction that, as I am in my life journey right now. They're at a different point in their life, and that's okay right and not being mad at myself too for trying or staying quote-unquote longer than I should have or whatever like it's a hard thing to accept that when you're like oh I really man I was really committed to this and I was hoping and I should have walked away and now I just wasted three years of my life right or the other token what if you were the person that actually ended the relationship right like what if you're the person that didn't change Mm -hmm. or the person that you kind of like let the good one go Mm. because i've been on the other side too not the abuser but definitely on the side where i had a significant other that was loving and valuable and everything that yeah everything that anybody would ever want and then i was like i don't want this (laughs) (laughs) like this is too good (laughs) yeah right like but i even in that breakup that happened i had to forgive myself for not wanting it there was a lot of shame and guilt even Mm -hmm. within our circle of friends because it was like this person was perfect for you what else do you want and i'm like 
I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else I want. I don't know what's wrong with me. Because <laughs> now there is the extra layer of pressure like that, right? Like, you know that everybody around you probably sees it too, that this was a good person. And, and now you start internalizing that shit with what's wrong with me then, right? I'm broken. I don't know what, I, I, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Like, how can I let her walk away? Or how can I let him walk away? And everybody subconsciously or not, right they they say things like that or like they've been saying it the whole relationship and then when it ends it's like everybody's like oh it's okay it wasn't meant to be but the whole time they've been telling you how wonderful this person is so now you feel like well shit then what's wrong with me right if i can see the value in this person and so forgiving yourself is even like at a different layer like you can forgive yourself for not loving someone the way that they deserve to be loved yeah or not being ready or not being ready. Like, it could be that simple. Mm-hmm. You maybe yeah. are not committed to that same extent that the other person is. That doesn't make you a bad person. <laughs> and it doesn't make the other right. person a bad person for wanting that and walking away or whatever. Right. Um, I think, like, a big piece to that is healing is a choice. I I have mentioned this before in other, in other episodes where I've said, you know, loving, love is a choice. Being happy is a choice. What I mean by healing is a choice, I mean you have to consciously choose to do things to heal. Um, People get stuck in these cycles of, I'm going to jump in another relationship and I'm going to do it better. Or I'm going to be angry. Revenge. Yeah. Revenge. Revenge. (laughs) I mean, there's literally said, there's people that said that the best way to get over somebody is to get under under somebody. somebody else. I mean, and hey. Do you, you do your boo-boo? boo-boo. <laughs> we said the same thing. Do you, do you, then, you know, if you continue to engage in behavior to cope with with the relationship ending, and you know damn well this behavior is not helping, right? If you're not able to notice it, and you're over here in your bubble, like, whatever, that's you can do whatever feels good at this point. But if you're aware that your behavior is not going to get you to a place where you're healing, you have to make the choice to say, this is not good for me. Yeah. What do I need to do different? And I'm saying that, like, just from personal experience, I, you know, I wanted to be in a relationship so bad Mm -hmm. that I kept trying to put myself out there to Mm -hmm. the world. I think it comes from a place of, like, Almost that mentality that, oh, this isn't going to define me and I deserve love and I'm going to go out there and find it, right? Like almost that motivation, which in turn becomes like a band-aid now. That getting under somebody else, the promiscuity. Yeah, I was going to say hoeing around, but thank you for the proper (laughs) term. That like get back at them, revenge. Be like angry. take a picture with someone else yeah. so they can see it on the ground. Oh, that Maluma song, Hawaii. Hawaii, Anyways, Anyways. That's, it's about that. But anything like drugs, alcohol, anything that you use as a, as a band-aid, at the end of the day, the wound's still there. And again, yeah. people are going to do what they need to do, right? It's their journey. They heal like that. And if I have to go to sleeping around and tindering around and whatever tindering around <laughs> i didn't know that's the a verb okay tinder around so that is that's what i'm gonna do that's my journey but at the end of the day you have to really be honest with yourself that healing it's a choice thing that you were talking about you have to be intentional what is, is this is this the band-aid and i acknowledge that it's a band-aid and i'm not investing in this because i see myself walking down the aisle with this guy if I know it's a freaking band-aid and I want a band-aid right now, Tanya, don't judge me. I want to go whole around. Then do you, boo-boo. But at but the end of the day, aware yeah, be aware. That it's only going to last X amount of time. Like, yeah. you could easily be angry and bitter at people for years on end. Yeah. And your knight in shining armor may or may not come in that time and save you from that. Like... You, you have to make that show. And I, I don't want to use the word have to because at the end of the day, it's your life and you do whatever you want. But I think like in order for you to reach happiness, it's important that you come to the realization that this other person is not their responsibility to heal you. It's mm-hmm. your own responsibility to say, you know what? 
I'm angry all the time at every man out in the world because of what happened to me. I'm angry at every woman in the world because of what happened to me and I'm never going to fall in love again. You know, and then you just realize that you're starting to harm, harm people around you or harm your possibility of being happy. That's when you have to make that choice. Like, all right, I need to get off my bullshit. What do I need to change to get to a place where I'm okay? Yeah. This Band-Aid is now sweaty and falling off. I, I actually need surgery. I need stitches on this bitch. <laughs> yes, I, this is not helping anymore. The wound keeps it. Stitch that bitch. And, and the wound does keep, keep getting bigger yeah. sometimes. Oh, yeah. And, and yucky and infected. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're going to have to go to the ER. For the <laughs> ER. But, but know, too, that when we say this, we don't mean that you have to take 10 years to find your happiness your journey for some people that means three months and you're working on yourself genuinely and being very intentional and then boom you go to sprouts and the man of your dreams is right there Woo-hoo. right so it, it's not about a timeline because can it be fries food city <laughs> what's <Market>. up ranch <laughs> market let's go ranch market with the carnicero hey <laughs> Guerita. And she flipped her hair. Like, I'm, I'm that guerita. But <laughs> <laughs> your journey, your healing, it's going to take whatever time. Sometimes, because I was hearing you and I'm like thinking like, I want to make sure that we clarify. This isn't, we're not talking like the bandit and the healing and take your time to be single. Hey, for some people, that is a month. It For, for me, like personally, I came to the realization that I was going to be single forever, which is inaccurate because I'm in a relationship now. But I I had to get to a point where I said, I don't want a relationship in order for me to get to a point where I started healing. Mm-hmm. Because the more I looked for it, the right. more I was harming myself. And I don't mean like physically self-cutting. I mean like I kept putting myself out there, putting myself out there, wasting all this energy in putting myself out there where it wasn't helping me find myself. It wasn't helping me get to a place where I was happy with just me being me. You jump right in the circus, literally, entertaining all these clowns. <laughs> I like agree. And I mean, literally, I'm, I'm envisioning that metaphor in my head, and it's literally like a distraction from that mm-hmm. wound. It's a circus. Mm-hmm. Like, you go there and talk to these clowns that you know damn well it's not what you need. It's not what you want. It's not the potential that you deserve or whatever. But you entertain the idea because yeah. it's a fucking band-aid. So it's literally that, a circus. I, I remember rationalizing in my head like, well, not what I want, but he's funny. <laughs> Cue the circus movie. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's, you needed to go to the circus for a little bit to figure out your journey. It's a gesture, but... Maybe, maybe a gesture's not as bad as a clown. Mime. <laughs> dated dated a few mimes here and there. <laughs> they looked like they were serious, but they're actually <laughs> clowns at the end. <laughs> no, but I, I do think it's important to kind of come to the realization of like, it, and it sucked. I'm, I'm telling you the first few months, it effing sucked of just sitting there and being like, Okay, well, I'm not going to get in a dating app today. You tie your hands. Literally, like, <laughs> sit on your hands so that you don't have to download Tinder. I am going to take a bath <laughs> and watch a show and read a book. God damn it. Like, literally making those choices to take care of myself mm-hmm. rather than yeah. entertaining anything else. But it, it really comes down to making promises to myself. I mean... TMI, uh, but I I made a promise to not have sex in the first couple of dates right mm-hmm. away. Like I was like, okay, Dulce, like if you go on a date and you're out there and the person makes any kind of move, like you're leaving the end, mm-hmm. right? Now that I'm like getting back into the single world and what that looks like, I had to make promises to myself. Right. And that's going to be whatever you need to do for your own happiness right for you it was to choose to like not engage sexually with someone within the first few dates again for some people but at the end of the day it's about this is genuinely helping you 
I mean, for some people it works and it is what it is, right? Like we're not trying to tell you here, like in order to be happy, you need to not sleep with people on the first couple of days. No. no it's, Maybe it's, it might be the whole opposite. Maybe in order for you to find yourself, you do need to Maybe you did the opposite and... where you didn't have sex until you got married, literally. And then you realize like, we're actually not compatible sexually. And then you're miserable. And that happens, right? right? Um, but I think also part of that healing is that piece that we were talking about of understanding that it is not your responsibility to change anybody. I say that to my clients all the time, even as a therapist, I cannot change people. I, I wish <laughs> if I had a little like magic, magic wand. wand and be like, Ta-da, you're fixed. We can change people, right? You can't never be good enough for someone to want to change either. No, I, I think the idea of I'm going to be the reason why he wants to be better. Ugh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Girls, boys, women, men, they, thems whatever it is that you identify yourself as honey like you should never be the reason for somebody to want to change the the person needs to change because there is this internal desire to become a better human and if you happen to be the reason why they came aware of why that change needed to happen okay then be it but to say oh i want to change because of you you're getting in a really tough territory because what happens when that denominator comes off? When you are no longer the reason? Yeah. Are they going to relapse back to yeah. the previous behavior? or? And to me, hearing you even say that is like, if you're in a relationship where you're already wanting changes, that probably isn't the right relationship for you, right? The fact that you're wanting to change something on someone, clearly, like... Literally not unconditional love. Yeah. Not unconditional love. And at the end of the day, like, like, like who are you to want to change their whole lifestyle? Like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit or of a... Or a piece of character on the person, right? Egocentric, right? Like, to be like, oh, for me, you have to change this. Like, And I think that's that's the important piece of healing, right? When, when you come to the realization that you need to heal, you start taking steps to become this healed person am i healed fully absolutely not like i'm still going to therapy guys we've talked about this (laughs) it's been established (laughs) yeah i'm still going um but then i have a goal of who i want to become who is healed okay i'm done with therapy dulce and i've had a very open conversation with my therapist that i'm probably not going to get there anytime soon and she's probably going to be giving me therapy for about two years because the person that I want to become is still needs to learn a lot of things. But I had to consciously say, I'm not ready to date. I am not ready to put myself out there because I'm really busy trying to love who I am. And it wasn't until, uh, and we're talking about this prior to recording, it wasn't until I realized who the fuck I am that I wasn't able to set boundaries. What changes are you gonna make so that you can bring the best version to your of yourself to the table? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> we were talking about, as we were preparing for this episode, we were talking about that idea of like, when you get married, you write vows to your husband, right? And I was like, how cool would it be if we write, and I might work on this myself, but <laughs> like write vows to yourself. Right, like really genuinely sitting there. So if you're listening to this and you're going through something similar, or even if you are in a relationship, but renewing your own vows of like, hey, baby girl, like I got you through this and that. I promise you, blah, blah, blah. Whatever you would write in vows to someone that you love, like write that to yourself. Right, like we were And like, it has to be baby steps. Like you don't just like from one day to the next say, I promise to never let anyone walk all over me again and it'll never happen. Mm-hmm. Like it's about like making conscience intentional choices every day or promises to maintain yourself okay. Right. Right? It, it's like a different level of self-care. Mm-hmm. Like I am going to wake up every morning and pray for a minute realistic small steps yeah right i'm gonna do dude i started doing this i'm gonna do my night routine every night that's like my one promise that i need to do 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to wash my, my face with my face wash every time I take a shower. Like, it's a very small promise, but it's it's a little step that I'm taking to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it might need to start there because you're not ready to jump in the emotional stuff, right? So even if you vow and you promise to yourself to give yourself grace to be human. Dear Tanya, I promise, I vow to you to allow you to be human and continue to grow and not be so hard on yourself. That's beautiful. That's my promise to myself that even if I mess up in the next two months, I'm allowing myself to be human. Right. Right. Like some for some people, it might start more like I'm going to wake up and breathe before I reach out to check Instagram. I'm going to check in with myself. How am I really feeling today? What do I need yeah. right now? We um, we were actually like, brains- when we were brainstorming about like this loving yourself idea, we were uh, looking at like love languages and how to use them on yourself. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned love languages like five times already in our episodes. And we talked, we consider doing a whole episode to explain to them, but we kind of like are on the fence like, do we need to do a whole ass episode on that? So let us know if you guys want something more in-depth when it comes to that. But those are pretty available out there on the internet if you want to look them up. World Wide Web. <laughs> um, there's acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. So for each one, we came up with like a quick idea. Um, acts of service for yourself. So, so, so let's. I think it will be important to give a little background on like what love languages are for. Sure. Right? Because sure. we talk about love languages. So love languages are used in the context of a relationship. How do you show affection and love to your significant other? Mm-hmm. So if Dulce and I are married, I need to under, I need to understand. I need For all of our listeners that want to think of that fantasy. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so Here if, we are. <laughs> if Dulce and I get married, I it's important for me as her partner to learn her love languages so that I can show my love for her in, that, in the way that she needs me to. Right? Yes. And Dulce understands my love language so she can show me affection and love and makes me feel wanted and needed and meets my needs in the language that I speak. It increases connection. Right. So that's, that's what love languages are about. So we are using them now in the context of showing yourself love. Right. And meeting your own needs. Right. Your own damn needs. Hello. Create connection with yourself, pretty much. Yes. Because you are out Learning of tune. to love yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're out of tune with who you are, especially after a breakup. Yes, because it's you like, keep letting people do whatever in a relationship. You're yeah, not like honoring you start, yourself. Well, a part of being in a relationship is compromise, right? Mm-hmm. So sometimes you kind of let some of your stuff go to please the other person or vice versa. So you go through a breakup and you're like, oh, sh- I'm missing like these three pieces that I gave out, let me get them back, mm-hmm, yeah, right? Yeah. And so making that connection with yourself, again, is engaging in love languages for yourself. Mm-hmm. So going back to my list, <laughs> acts of service, that would look like something that you do for yourself that's good. Like cleaning your room, um, getting organized, maybe arranging your clothes, mm-hmm. um, my little friend over here is super OCD about her house. So, like, having a really clean, on-point house really helps her declutter her brain. So, maybe doing these things for yourself is an act of service for yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, it would be washing my car, which right. I don't do that. Often. I think also, <laughs> and that one is that accountability piece with, like, boundaries. Like, an act of service is to respect your own boundaries. Absolutely. Right? Like, if I say, like, hey, I really want to take Friday night to myself and just watch trash tv and drink wine and then my friend texts me and they want to go out to dinner but i had already made that promise to myself i need to honor that Mm -hmm. that's an act of service towards myself i'm gonna take my time for myself then there's words of affirmation so this one's more like saying nice things to yourself or affirmations right i'm beautiful i'm strong i am proud of you Mm -hmm. tanya you deserve the damn world girl you've been looking good today Mm -hmm. who that girl who that bitch (laughs) in the mirror me Mm -hmm. i'm that bitch in the mirror (laughs) the next one is quality time quality time is kind of like that one that i just described too it could be it fall into that like spend time with yourself genuine intentional time not because everybody else is busy and i don't have anybody to go out to dinner with but making the intentional time to like i'm gonna pick a book and drive and 
sit down in a park and read this. When I was going through my little self-healing journey, I'm a foodie. I love eating. And so I would actually drop off my daughter at daycare and I would go and have dinner by myself. Mm -hmm. And I would sit there and just people watch or have my little book and just have my favorite meal. And I would like splurge. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of like falls into gifts too, like gift giving, because um, I would buy like my appetizer, my food, my dessert, and my drink. Like mm-hmm. what I would typically spend on a date out with my friends, I would spend it on myself. Mm-hmm. And I just sit there, dude, and I would just enjoy me. Yeah, part of that quality time is learning to be okay with being alone and being by yourself. Whether that's like traveling or just sitting at home with your lone self. Yeah. And then, and then you have gift giving, which is that, like I was saying, mm-hmm. you know, it could also be like buying you yourself a nice present. Like, dude, I have a hundred dollars. I'm not going to buy me that purse that I wanted mm-hmm. and I'm just going to have it. Like you could give yourself presents mm-hmm. and then physical touch and then physical touch. Just go ahead and touch yourself. <laughs> That's literally <laughs> what I was thinking. <laughs> But physical, like maybe go get a massage, right? Like not in the dirty way that we <laughs> say, like Just touch yourself. I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Uh, but getting a massage, right? Like getting essential oils if you can't afford a massage and just like kind of like give yourself a facial at home, a DIY say. avocado facial. I don't know what avocados for, but yeah, why anything don't you just that buy one? physical. Because like with with a partner, it's more like intimacy. You hold hands, you hug, you cuddle. So how could you do that to yourself? Well, at, the physical touch is definitely one of my love languages, and so I buy blankets that are really soft. Ooh, those weighted blankets oh, too. Oh yes, dude. Mm, or like amazing. yes. Or, you know, like, if I take a hot shower. Yeah. Like, everything that just makes my senses tingle. Like, whether... <laughs> that sounded really dirty, too. Um, whether, like, lotion. Lotion that smells really good. Putting yeah. on that lotion after that shower. Just doing things that just physically my body feels good. That feeling after you shave. And then you, like, go into your blankets. When well, oh, we just did, like, laundry and the bed is, like, fresh. And warm. Mm-hmm. I love it. But <laughs> those are physical touch things, right? Like, these are acts that you do, that you intentionally do to make yourself feel better. Yes. Right? And and they create this connection with yourself. You start getting in tune, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is where you start, like, I think setting those boundaries of, like, this is my peace. This is my happiness. This is what fills my cups. Mm-hmm. And then you start recognizing, like, how can I keep this in a relationship, right? Like, you start thinking, like, what do I need to do different now? Right. Once you start practicing those love languages on yourself, then now when you do find someone that compliments you, then you can bring that awareness to them and like kind of like help them learn how to meet your needs because now you really know yourself mm-hmm. and you know really what you need and what makes you happy. I so think, now when uh, you have a partner, you what, can teach them. Yeah, because you start recognizing the things of yourself that you don't like as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's pieces to that that you're like, you know what? I was nasty five years ago. Like, I was hating on women and talking bad about them and doing X, Y, and Z. And I don't like that ugly part of myself. So, you know what? I'm going to start changing that. This is where you start to do, like, that self-reflection and you start thinking, like, what do I want? What do I want to keep and what do I want to get rid of? Mm-hmm. What do I want different? What do I want it to stay the same? And then you legit, like... One of the realizations that I that I had was that I'm a wild child and I'm just not going to fit in the set of expectations that I that I thought I needed to fulfill. Whether mm-hmm. that was like getting married and having kids and blah, blah, blah. I realized like, no, dude, I love traveling and I'm probably not going to have five kids. Mm-hmm. That doesn't fit my prerogative. And I, and I can't be with somebody who wants that. Right? So you start really being real to yourself mm-hmm. yeah it, it i think it taking that time it's going to really redefine what you need to be happy because sometimes we get into this place where it's kind of like that checklist of life where like well i'm done with this done with this done with this so this is next and you're so caught up on that what's next 
in what society and culture and religion and your parents and everybody keeps telling you the noise around you with everybody getting married and having kids that you jump into something and you put yourself in a position where that's what's next and well i'm just gonna stick with it because it's what's next but then once you really take the time to fall in love with yourself and let to know get to know yourself then it's when you say like well actually no i don't want the white picket fans that you were talking about before and the six kids and the minivan and that's not who i am yeah yeah like but sometimes we get so caught up into that mentality because we've been wired and told that that's what we need to do that once we take this time and step out of that and shut down the noise around us then we're like yeah actually no that's not what i want right Right, and and you start then then you no longer get into the whole clownery thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah, because now you start realizing like, oh my god, like having a circus is not my happy. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have like, and clowns are fun, <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't gonna make me happy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like I just I decided that a library is what makes me happy. Well. <laughs> and I need a librarian. Like, you know, you just kind of sit there and really start being legitimate about who you are. Because then when you do get a, a mind that you thought was a normal man, <laughs> you can then say like the references that we can make you. <laughs> the imagery. Yeah. Like very colorful imagery. Um, you come to a realization that you're like, no, actually, that doesn't, that's not going to bring me peace. This is going to, like, throw off my mojo. I don't want it. Yeah. And you, then you start getting picky. Yeah, you become, I, I don't, I was going to say not picky, but you get more intentional about protecting your time, your energy, and your emotions. Your standards. Yeah, you're not going to just give them to any, again, clown. <laughs> 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 you're clowns out there. So if you're a clown... Sorry, boo. Uh, I mean, there's probably a clown woman for him. You I never know. It's just clown is not gendered. Library. Clown is non gendered. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, once again, you come to this place, then you're not even gonna entertain people that don't really fulfill m- meet you there where you're at mm-hmm. in that same wavelength. Your vibration. Now you're like, yeah, no. Next. Thank you, but no thanks. Yeah. Because you get comfortable being on your own. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I'm not talking about a full-blown isolation. I'm talking about just standards. Like, I don't have to deal with nobody's crap. I don't have to be arguing. I don't have to be, like, stressed out about things. I'm happy. I, your happiness doesn't depend on having a partner or not. You're happy with or without. If that person comes in, it's not going to make me more happy or less happy, but I'm just going to be happy with them. Right. If a person comes in, they're adding to my happiness. Right. They're not making me depend on it. Mm-hmm. And if they walk away, I'm, guess what? I'm still going to be happy. Right? Like once we get to that place of really getting to know each other, I mean yourself, when the person, if you do end up getting into another relationship and it ends up not working, you are better understanding like, hey. It, it is what it is. Yeah, it wasn't like my vibe because you're better at understanding your boundaries and your needs. Right. I, I like to think of this as like like a cup. I always think of like different cups, right? You have like your religious cup, your spiritual cup. I think we talked about it in a, in a different in the episode. happiness episode. I think so, yeah. And so I want to make sure that all my cups are semi-balanced. And if a person is coming in and I'm taking out of my cups then that person is going to be pouring into my cups as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and there has to be this balance, this this support back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard, guys, to fill up your cups when you don't realize what cups you need to fill in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And, and I think as you start moving into the, okay, I'm going through my grieving process. I'm getting better. I'm starting to realize that that wasn't helpful. Or, you know, you're probably still engaging in, like, behaviors that are not helpful. Um, And and you're coming to a realization, all right, I'm ready to make myself happy. I'm ready to heal. What do I do next? Number one, like, your support system is going to be it. Mm -hmm. Like, nobody heals isolated. Mm -hmm. And I think it's pretty easy. And I don't think it's intentional, at least not for myself in the past, but it's it's pretty easy to when you're in a relationship 
kind of put the friends and the support system on the back seat because now you have a partner and, and it, it becomes part of that like compromise and being more mindful that I'm no longer single and I can just do whatever I want now I have to kind of like be with my partner and whatever and I'm all I'm big on autonomy and you still have your life and your friends even in a relationship but it changes I feel like yeah and, and sometimes you do end up spending less time with your friends or your family because at the end of the day it is what or it is your partner becomes mother. your priority yeah if you're a married mother like mm-hmm. your life evolves around your family right if, if you've been married for 10 time. years and have kids or more that's all or yeah. less yeah <laughs> like you could literally be married for two years had your baby during that time and next thing you know you're like sitting here over like throughout the divorce or the separation having an identity crisis mm-hmm. because you started this relationship being you know tanya mm-hmm. doing her thing being this badass and now you have a kid now you have a husband you're no longer tanya ontiveros you're tanya i don't know whatever last name you decide to get <laughs> and and there's this like identity crisis right? right and so support systems are a huge piece because um that's when you kind of go back and say hey i need help i'm trying to get out of this i still feel crappy um i need to i need to get my mind off of things um self-care has a different level like it's not just the go and take a shower every day and that's it like legitimately doing spending your money on self-care practices whether it's the chiropractor a therapist a massage therapist mm-hmm. facials like a lot of times especially in this field we ask what do you do for self-care and then people give us answers like i go hiking once a month like no girl like that's great the outdoors is amazing it'll help your brain regulate But what are you doing to get, like, deep in there in mm-hmm. your system and getting all that nasty crap out? Yeah. Sometimes self-care is just that what we were talking about of sitting there and simmering on the yuckiness. And I'm going to sit home tomorrow and cry and watch sad movies and eat ice cream. And that's part of my self-care because I'm allowing, I'm feeling so I can heal, feel to heal, right? Like, I'm, right. I'm sitting there and allowing myself to that, right? Because, again, it's so easy to fall into that move on and you have to be strong and get over it and your friends call you and let's go to brunch to distract you quote unquote but sometimes that self-care journey starts with sitting in those emotions and being intentional about i'm feeling them so that i can heal and what else what's next after that right can i talk about what i think is the reason for this crazy emotion that i'm going through right now mm-hmm. and in that it's also like i said in my vow to myself allowing yourself to to feel and be kind to yourself and not blame yourself and not take on the burden of this failure of this marriage or this relationship is on me or trying to put the blame on the other person kind of like be like hey it happened and if it takes you a month great if it takes you two years great like some people takes five years of just being finding themselves you know mm-hmm. and that's okay this is your story mm-hmm. right and and i think like my biggest motivator was like i want to give myself the best version of myself mm. that is a present from me to me because i deserve it beautiful <laughs> <laughs> i and a big part of that was boundaries mm-hmm. yeah. you know um I, I know we say a lot like, oh, block him from every social media you've ever had or, you know, delete everything that has to do with him or her mm-hmm. or them or they. Um, I think it's like a different level of boundaries. It's a, I am not going to put myself in a circus again. Yeah. And for some people, boundaries starts like that. You might be at a point in your life where all you can afford right now is to block the number. And that's what you're going to do. That's okay. For some people, boundaries means no longer allowing them to hold that space in your heart and your emotions and your head. Great. That's where you are. But if that's what it's going to take right now, you block your number, I block their number and walk away. And in the moment they hate stranger you, <laughs> you don't reply. That's a good start. I think my biggest boundary, like right away after the DV incident, um, was 
promising myself I was never going to tolerate disrespect like that again. Mm-hmm. And and when I mean it, I mean it like I eventually when I started getting back into dating again, I was as soon as I heard any type of disrespect, I was like, self rule number 335. Bye, Felicia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I just boundaries to me even extended to limits of myself like I'm in this I'm worth who I am right now Mm -hmm. this version of myself deserves to be in this pedestal therefore my boundary has to be very clear Mm -hmm. yeah it to me it kind of feels like the phoenix right you know how like the phoenix like the bird yeah the bird Mm -hmm. like Burns, turns himself into ashes and then Rise like from the ashes, ashes yeah. from the ashes right mm-hmm. like yeah it's shedding all of those expectations all those standards that society put on us the pressure the whatever you allowed quote unquote yourself to go through you literally shed that shit those ashes and then you rise this new version better improved version of yourself stronger happier more beautiful than ever as she flips her hair as again. i flip my hair but i like that because at the end of the day this journey of healing and acceptance and happiness and finding your own self is going to lead you to whatever comes next if, if that's what you believe in right if your goal at the end of the day is to find the one understand that this journey is part of that yeah right? absolutely i one of the things that I came to realization is that I wanted a person that would match who I am. Mm. Not the letters after my name, not the standards as far as like fashion or houses or cars or whatever. I wanted a person that matched my personality. And I didn't get to see that version of myself until I actually invested in myself. Until you became that version yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once you become that, I mean, if you believe in that, the whole like what you put out there is what you attract and whatever. But at the end of the day, your happiness, meeting the right person for you, whoever this prince or princess charming is. Or they. It, or they or whoever, whatever is going to bring you happiness. Your happiness is going to be a reflection of how happy you are within yourself. Like mm-hmm. genuinely, not just like superficially lying, like I'm happy, like I'm satisfied with my life. No, genuinely, like, are you really happy? If you die tomorrow and you get to the pearly gates <laughs> and like, are you satisfied? Are you going to say yes? Like, yeah, I had a solid end of my life. I was really happy with myself. Or are you not? Yeah. I think that affirmation, the last one that I said, it was like the most powerful to me. And I think that's the affirmations that God willing, if you continue to work on yourself, you get to. Right. I am getting to the best version of myself because I deserve that to me. It's not that I'm beautiful. I'm smart. I'm strong. I'm funny. I'm this. Those are great affirmations. Use them. They're helpful. Choo choo. (laughs) But... (laughs) The I'm getting to a better version of myself because I deserve it for my own good is like the affirmation Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Once you start that self-healing work, you start realizing like the lies that have been fed to your brain. The lies, man. (laughs) But at the end of the day, that's what we want to encourage you to do, to honestly take a look at yourself and ask yourself that question. Am I genuinely happy? Am I truly the best version of myself that I can be? And that happily ever after is going to be a byproduct of how happy you are within yourself. Write those vows. Sit down and really think about that promise that you're going to make to yourself. Practice those uh, love languages on yourself. Right? Like whatever it is, your love language, you can take the quiz. If you've never done it with any relationship, now you can go online, take the quiz and realize, well, okay, mine is words of affirmation and physical touch. Then how are you going to meet that need for yourself Mm -hmm. without needing anybody else? Yep. But hopefully you did take something from today's conversation. 
on happiness to another level on moving on on ending cycles on learning to love yourself all over again yeah and and remember you're not alone on this um there's a facebook group for that (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna say we're here for you like nah go look go look up a facebook group (laughs) but no i i mean if you need the help there's there's services available out there there's people that are going through it too um, I think we're in a very fast-paced society and singleness is like a new thing that it's kind of like trending. And I think it's important that we really use this opportunity to get to the next level, man, and and get to what you think is the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That might be the title. The best version of yourself. Hey. Ooh, I like that. All right, guys. Well. well, thank you for listening today. Like I said, I hope you guys took something from today's conversation. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. Send us your vows so that we can get inspired. Thank you for the amazing messages on our podcast, guys. Yeah, Please send in that amazing feedback. It, like, definitely helps us. Yeah, if you haven't taken the feel. time, please, please, please. Take the time to write a little review on Apple Podcasts. I say Apple because I don't know about the other ones. Um, but I know Google for Play. a fact that with Apple, um, if you write you have enough reviews or whatever your podcast becomes more available to people so it's not about us becoming popular and famous but it's about sending these messages out there because the, again the concept and the idea behind this podcast is to have this uncomfortable conversations and bring awareness so the most the more people we can reach we are fulfilling our prophecy our no our Point, purpose goal, purpose with this podcast anyways Thank you for listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope this was the start of the conversation for you and know that you're not alone in whatever journey you're walking. We know these discussions might bring up some challenging emotions or thoughts. So please remember that although this is a safe space to start your healing process, it is not meant as a replacement for therapy. So please reach out and seek professional help. You're not alone. Don't be scared to sit with your elephant on the couch. Until next time.